Uh, um, can we just go back to talking about nudity? Uh, I think that was just a lot more fun. <laughs> What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Hustle Muscle Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, a.k.a. The Hustle. And I am your hostess with the Moses, the Muscle, <laughs> Kristen. Co- graduated co-host. We are officially on episode number four, right? We're moving right no, along. No, three. Three. We We're... just had this conversation. Yeah, I apologize. You can't focus. Yeah. Too much um, and without so, further ado, let's bring on Claudia and Dan. They said six oh, foot yeah. 11, 311 pounds. I don't know if that's accurate. 11, seven feet. Up. You look shorter when you sit down. <laughs> Hi, guys. All Thanks right. For so, having- for those that don't know you guys, you guys are like the power couple that are taking over the interwebs, the Googles, <laughs> just the fitness. I mean, I don't even know. Uh, so, if people come up to you, the, the short answer, if somebody comes up to you and says like to either one of you, hey, what do you do? What, what's your like title? What do you, what's your quick answer to somebody? Rocket scientist. <laughs> Good. I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> I'm a male exotic dancer because they know that's a lot. Right. <laughs> no, I think we do. Uh, influencers, creators, content creators. That's, I think, like uh, becoming the new wave of the future, especially when it comes along with uh, children. Uh, my daughter, she's nine years old in fourth grade and the i think the entire school when you ask them like what do you want to be i would say 99 percent of them are going to be youtubers mm-hmm. uh they're all going to be millionaires and driving lamborghinis and i wish i had that passion at their age but it's <laughs> but we have it now yes i think we all have that passion now i like woke up at the age of 35. <laughs> right right <laughs> so uh let's get into the like uh backstory behind you guys like how did you guys meet that's a good story. Oh, you love when I tell that story. I love when you tell So, um, rewind to 2006. Yeah, 2006. She was working um, Hot Import Nights Car Show, if any of my car fans remember those days. I had a Audi S4 in the, in the show that was on tour with Dunlop. And at the show, I saw this hot chick on the poster. Oh, my God, that girl's just smoking hot. Well, that was Claudia. Of many many years ago <laughs> so i found her myspace and i sent her a myspace message i don't think it was called dms back then no myspace message and i said hey i got this show car and i'd love to do a photo shoot with you in my car well i really just wanted to chat with her i, I there was no plan on an actual photo shoot and long story short we stayed in contact for literally almost 10 years eight years eight years yeah and then um never met just stayed in social media contact facebook here and there as instagram populated um and then i wanted to do an actual real photo shoot for my gym that i had at the time and i wanted to have me and another girl in it we were going to be naked but we would be covered strategically with dumbbells and the tagline would be we make you look good naked because we were trainers so i messaged her i said hey would you do the shoot i'll hire you she said yes absolutely um, she just happened to be in Chicago that following week, and then um, we met, and that was seriously it. We were like, why have we not started dating sooner? And our photo shoot was butt naked. So the first day we met, we were both butt naked sitting <laughs> on top of each other. It was... But I was very we're very professional, too, you know. Too professional. We, we did. We did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it obviously worked out, you know, pretty well. Did you have a... Uh, <laughs> so you had a photographer. It wasn't just you with a Polaroid. And yeah. like a Volkswagen. <laughs> my iPhone. Hey, what up? <laughs> um, the whole crew. We had a, we had a makeup artist. We had a, 
um, a hair girl, and we had a photographer. Yeah, we did like it was a whole thing. Um, and the shoe was fantastic, um, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Most important on MySpace, uh, did you make it to like her top six at any point, or how does that work? Was it top six? I well, mean, she had a boyfriend, which, which at, at that point eventually became a husband. So yeah. I know, I don't think I made the top six. Top eight. So my next yeah. question was, did you actually do the photo shoot with the car thing? So no, no, that never happened. And I, I really had no plan for that. I just wanted to get an MDM. It was just the way in. It's slowing it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and then when he told me he wanted to do this naked photo shoot, I'm like, well, I've always wanted to see a bodybuilder naked. So now I'm interested. Forget about the car. <laughs> but now I'm interested. So, so I did the shoot. <laughs> I knew I should have been a bodybuilder. Same. <laughs> That's back with me. <laughs> so I guess a uh, follow-up would be like, how would you pursue like a strong, sexy woman? Yeah. So I think like when you look at it, we get DMs. I know she does. I do. And like we see it all the time. It's like people want to say like, hey. How do you, I land? Yeah. How do I land like a strong person or somebody with like a big, either like um I don't want to say like not just big social media following, but that has that like big persona around them. Like, how do you approach somebody like that? Well, I mean, I think in, I'm speaking for all of social media here, but I think these girls are so used to men just throwing themselves at them that they're turned off by it. I mean, money does nothing for these, these girls. I mean, you could have a huge bankroll, but I don't even think that impresses these girls anymore. But what I think does impress them is confidence. You know, I think these anyone who's used to having really whatever they want, if someone comes up to them and says, look, I don't care who you are. I'm going to show you why I'm the man. Well, they're, they're probably ready to go at that point, right? Yeah, I think you just got to, like, match the vibe. I mean, that's been, like, my entire very short dating history. It was just a vibe thing. Like, I want to make sure we have the same energy. I want to make sure that, like, we could talk about the same stuff and that there's no, like, silence, you know, in the room. Um, I think you just got to match the person's energy. That's, like, first and foremost. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, sure. I, I completely agree with that, too. It's Because I think you're going to have, like, a big percentage of people that are just standing on the sidelines, like, saying, I'm, I'm going to talk to that person. But then, they're, like, the very few that, say, that do walk up to somebody and approach a person – uh, I think actually you're going to win. I mean, the people that sit on the sidelines, you're never going to, you never get to play. So, right, and that goes back to you know confidence. Just saying, hey, I'm going to go get it. Uh, let, let's go. <laughs> you know, yeah. And that's right, baby. <laughs> and that's that's actually that's really hot. Like I think that just sounds hot. So I 100% agree. <laughs> Sweet. <Yeah. laughs> There's so many people right now at home like taking notes. Like, right. How do you spell confidence? <laughs> <laughs> Watch how many confident DMs you get right, right. now. You're going to check your phone later. Hey, so I'm a pretty confident guy. Right. So, uh, Dan, how do you deal with all the attention that Claudia gets? So, you know, I think I'm an anomaly with that. Um, I love the fact she gets attention. I, like, I love having cars that get attention. I love the watch on my wrist get attention. So, of course, I want my wife to get attention. I mean, I'm the type of guy that will be like, hey, we're at dinner. I'm like, go to the bathroom and parade around and tell me how many people look at you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I'm very unique in that regard. Um, but in turn, I'm very secure. So if, you know, the confidence makes me 
even more secure in a way. And I think he's, because he's proud, he's a proud husband. So I think when I get attention, he's like, all right, like she's, she's doing it, you know, because if you were driving a jalopy around and nobody was looking at your car, you'd be like, meh, but if people are taking pictures of your Ferrari, you're not upset about it. You you encourage that, you know? So I I think he's just proud of it. So I think if she was not getting attention anymore, I'd be like, sweetie, we need to call our plastic surgeon friend. (laughs) Things, things need to crank up a little bit, a little more Botox or something. Sometimes you might have to trade it in for a younger model. You don't know yet. There you go. Yeah. So, no, I think it's cool. I think it's great. Yeah. No, he's very supportive. Um, any odd or bizarre things, crazy stories in public? Anybody ever uh, cross the line? Anybody get weird? I mean, I do get recognized quite a bit. I mean, she. We've been. We were in like a club in Dubai. And these girls recognized her. That was, but they weren't weird or inappropriate. I mean, we've had I've had a guy come up to her, um, and actually one of our friends in the um, hallway of a hotel, and start touching. And I, you know, I got a little hands on with him, and he stopped real quick. Um, <laughs> you know, it was it was in Vegas. He was drunk, like you know, most people walk around casinos in Vegas. But um, we've been pretty fortunate. Yeah. I think when people see the size of him next to me, I don't think they want to deal with it. But that's also why I don't go to shoots by myself. Um, I don't do anything by myself because, you know, that that is a fear, um, especially, you know, with social media these days. Like people see you everywhere. So if they see you check in at a restaurant and they happen to be in the area, you know, they, they might stop by and, you know, try yeah. to say hi or whatever. Um, so we have had that where she'll get a message. Hey, I saw you at this this restaurant. And it's like. So you were just staring at me the whole time, sent me a DM, and then I left. Oh, we say the same thing. Right? Like, yeah. wouldn't it make it be cool if someone just came up to you and said, "Hey, like you're at the airport," yeah. not DMing me four hours later. Yeah, it's weird. Right. Or at least act normal in that situation. Like we went to like a couple of years ago. We went to uh, if you've ever been to Miami and been to Eleven, um, okay. but we yeah. went to uh, Eleven. It's a very <laughs> nice uh, establishment. They serve alcohol and everybody naked. Um, but we went there and did the, like, go on social media, take the selfies and like check in posting pictures and stuff while we were there. And then Mm -hmm. it got super creepy on Instagram with the DM. It was like, what time are you there till I'm on my way? People were like, I'm getting my car. And then it was like, I think these people are just kind of like goofing around. And then all of a sudden it was like people sending pictures were like, Hey, I'm in the club. Where exactly are you guys? Where are you at? Mm -hmm. And I was like, it just got like, it got really weird, real creepy. And it was just like, you know what? Like, let's just you know, beat feet and get out of here. And we left and we started learning certain places was like, mm-hmm. let's just hold off on checking into locations until we're getting ready to leave that spot. Yeah. And, like I'll know, check in later. That's what we do. I mean, but I mean, if we aren't to do that and I don't mind saying this publicly, we're in a place that I know whoever comes in will get thrown out real quick. Yeah. So if we are checking in and they do anything stupid, they're, they're gone. Um, yeah. So yeah, you got to think like that sometimes, unfortunately, the one bad apple ruins, ruins it for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move to social media since that's kind of like the direction we're starting to head now. So you said MySpace was where it started. Yeah, that definitely sounded like. <laughs> so what comes after MySpace? It's like MySpace, then was Facebook. It Facebook What's the after that? I think like Facebook, Facebook, remember Facebook was just for college kids. We needed a college email. Remember yeah. That? Yeah, when it first started, yes. Yeah, and then it you know opened up to everybody, and then it was children and everyone from there. But I think in terms of like our careers, IG. So when I first, uh, this is a somewhat embarrassing story. Well, I, mean, uh, I don't know much about social media and I still am trying to learn, but I downloaded Instagram 
because I thought it was strictly for editing photos. And I didn't <laughs> oh. know that other people can see what <laughs> you did. I thought you like go on Instagram and you upload a picture and you mess around with the filters and then you post that picture on like Facebook. And it was like, people were like sending me all these like requests and stuff. And I, I didn't know, I was like, okay, maybe like somehow you connect on this. I didn't know that meant they saw the stuff I was doing on there. I was posting the most embarrassing things, like editing so stupid. And then I just stopped going on Instagram. So I was like, eh, I don't feel like editing pictures anymore. And that thing was up there for so long until finally I learned what Instagram was. And I was like, oh, I think I uploaded Instagram like a year ago. And I went and looked at it in the comments and everybody like, you know, and at, I mean, at this time I was a, uh, well, I'm a retired police officer now, but at the time I was still a cop. So when you work with these types of people, they're the most brutal people. <laughs> I guess it's like having like brothers. I don't have any brothers or sisters, but I guess it would be the same as having like brothers. Multiple now. I got like annihilated on the comments for the stuff I was doing. And I, then I quickly learned Instagram was a social media platform. I had no idea. So you remember how ridiculous the filters were too? And we all used them. It was like, they turned you like bright yellow. People were like, yeah. so cool. Oh yeah. Or like when there was like a phase where everybody would go black and white, but then you would highlight right. one color. like one thing had a color. It was so cool. Yeah. We were pretty dumb back then. Yeah. Oh, so that's my embarrassing Instagram story. Like getting hot yeah. now. Anyway. So how did your story start? Well, with social media, um, what was, I think I was on, I was on Instagram in like 2011. Um, and actually, so I just recently lost my Instagram account. I had 640,000 followers and I got disabled by Instagram um, due to sexual exploitation, which if you follow me, you know, I don't post anything worth disabling. Um, that's a whole nother story. But I will story, agree. But I will agree yeah. they are highly sexual, uh, but yes, not they deleting are. your Instagram worthy, but no, no, they, they are very sexual, but you know, like there are a lot worse pages that are left alone. So I think there was just somebody just after me reporting it over and over and over, um, which kind of turned out to be a huge blessing because the new page that I have has grown so quickly and the engagement is so good. It's actually doing better than my massive page did. So whoever reported me, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If you're trying to take someone down, I mean, they will always find a way to overcome. Yeah, yes, no, yeah we kind of we talked about that right before we um, right before we went live. Was that uh, we've been dealing with that on uh, YouTube right now? Is YouTube has been fine, and all of a sudden, every video that we post, it'll be up maybe for 24 hours, 48 hours, and then we'll get a random copyright strike. And it'll always keep us like this is your first warning. If you get another one, it's strike one, and then you can't upload for a week. You can't go live for a week. And so we have to dispute it. And it'll say like, uh, sometimes it'll say for uh, sexual content and it's a workout video. It's, it has nothing to do like sexual at all. There's nothing in it that's sexual. And then we'll appeal it and we, it's always been overturned. Uh, but the funny thing was when we made this live video, uh, we put a thumbnail up and I'm guessing, well, cause we didn't even shoot this video yet. And uh, this morning we woke up to a copyright infringer, a Guidelines, guidelines and strike because yeah. I guess the thumbnail because that's the only thing that there was to the live video, uh, so we had to like delete that one and start a new one. So um, it's just YouTube right now. It's like we're under fire on her yeah. channel, and it's it's somewhat scary when you build you know that thing that YouTube that Instagram whatever it is for it to get pulled down or deleted. Right. It's just it 
it's like Claudia is just too sexy for my YouTube. <laughs> right. But you know what? Like even with so this new account, and this is hilarious. Like I like doing Q and A's with my fans every once in a while, you know, just to get engagement going and stuff. And last week I did a Q and A, and somebody asked me, "What do you look for in a man?" And my response, literally verbatim, was, "Well, I don't like men any more or less than women, but what I look for in." in terms of qualities are like loyalty, you know, drive, blah, blah, all this stuff. That little blurb got taken down because they told me it was hate speech because I said, <laughs> I don't like men. That's all, that's all they got out of that. They didn't get the rest of it, but they took it down for hate speech. Oh I'm like, goodness. do you see what's going on in the world? The Asians that were just massacred, this is hate speech to you? Like this is really where the world's going? Like yeah. that's, it's pathetic to me. It's absolutely pathetic. You know, I think part of it too, and I don't know if anyone has clarity on this, is some of this is like computer algorithm based yeah. where they recognize certain words or certain, you know, movement on social media and it flags it. Right. And, and I think that's part of the problem. These you know, because it's not like there's some guy just sitting there saying, I don't like that. I don't like that. Right. Um, but I think this algorithm has just gotten so big and, and everything's trying to figure it out that it, nobody really has a handle on what to do or what to say. Yeah. Did you ever, when you lost your big page on Instagram, um, did you actually ever hear from somebody as to like what happened? Like you just woke up and it was gone, right? It, that's just yeah, it, like, it, it just I disappeared. Yeah. I just tried logging in and I just opened up like the app and like a blur popped up and said, you have been disabled. And then if you click to like learn more, it says I've been disabled for sexual exploitation and something. So I get, getting a hold of somebody at Instagram is like you might as well get a hold of the president. Like go, good luck. So she, um, I mean, she appealed it, and I, I kid you not, you get an appeal after you they review your appeal, you get an email confirming that they reviewed it in the next next step. She got that email, but okay. she got it in every language of the world. Hundreds of times, thousands of times. I, I think she ended up being like ten thousand of this email over the course of like two months, yeah. all in different languages: Chinese, Arabic, and anything French, that Italian, Facebook is like, every yeah. country. Yeah, and so that's wow. why I think it's still a glitch of of this algorithm, um, because even the people that have looked into this for us, they're like, we can't figure it out. Like we we wow. don't know why, what's we can't we can't we cannot figure it out. And we did get we did hear when the page first got taken down that there was a guy um, toting on Twitter that he had gotten her page re removed, deleted. Um, so we don't know if that's exactly the the person that's responsible or if it's an algorithm glitch or what, but we're still doing some due diligence trying to figure it out. But as she said, her new page is popping. So Nice. Uh, Jenna Geary commented. She said the same thing happened to one of my thumbnails, and it was just a bikini G-string. Well, Jenna, yeah. That's your glutes probably going to yeah, happen. Have you yeah, seen have you your glutes? <laughs> yeah, I would flag that too. I'm offended by those glutes because I don't have them. <laughs> uh, but we do need actually a copy of that thumbnail sent to us. Yeah, we, directly we need to review it for our own. <laughs> we so what came? So modeling came first before the Instagram, right, Claudia? Way, way, way before. Yeah, I started modeling professionally, like actually making a living off of modeling when I was 12 years old. Wow. Um, yeah. So this, this year I'm, I'm hitting 20 years as, as a legitimate career. Um, so I started very, very young by the time I was 15, 
I was touring all over the country. I would go to school Monday through Friday, Friday night, I would take off on a plane, work Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, fly home Sunday, go to school on Monday. So that was my, my entire like wow. early childhood, I guess. And then when I turned 17, I was also a really good student. When I was 17, my counselor called me in and she's like, you know, like you have enough credits to graduate high school a whole year early, right? And I was like, really? So they were like, yeah, like if that's something you want to do, we know that like you have this career, like you're you're welcome to graduate. So I talked to my parents and they were like, well, you're making like legitimate money being a 17 year old. So yeah, if you want to graduate and focus on your career, go for it. So I did and I moved to LA with no money in my pocket and just started my career and was out there for almost 10 years. So when you were in school, were you, I know you're originally from, was it Poland? I was born in Poland, yep. So did you go to school in Poland or did you go to school in the States? No, I went to school in the States. So I moved from okay. Poland when I was five years old. I spoke no English. So I started um, kindergarten not knowing a, a word of English and then just worked, you know, to hopefully have decent English now. <laughs> she has great English. Yeah. I think uh, you're fantastic English. Uh, see, I see. <laughs> um, Dan, you do, do you do photography? Am I right saying that? Kind of mess around a little um, bit with it, or you yeah, photography I don't or what? Yeah, I or act like I'm, you know, any Leibovitz or anything. But um, yeah, I do, and I'm getting a little bit better as time comes. Take on. a picture of a butt here and there. I mean, we're all photographers, yeah. yes. am I right? I actually <laughs> do enjoy it, um, and I, I enjoy editing, so I'm I'm, I'm getting better. He's, he's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's what I I I, I thought that was the case. So um, yeah. for either of you, if someone's watching this, a uh, girl or guy. And they want to get into being like a model or finding a photographer. Is there any way to like vet photographers? Because I know like in DMs, it's like every guy will Everybody send a message. Be like, I'm a photographer. You know, if you want me to shoot you, let me know. And it's like, how do you like vet somebody to make sure that they are legitimate or like. I think, like I think it was a girl, right? Like, I mean, if you get connected to a Claudia or whoever of the world and they say, Hey, like this photographer is the man, like shoot with him. You know, that that person's legit. I mean, we, GWC guys with a camera, like that's just, everyone knows that word. I mean, that's probably 50% of the photographer database out there, but I think referrals, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I always feel like such a jerk when like, especially women come up to me and they're like, you know, you're so successful in modeling. How, how do I get started? Well, when I started, the world was totally different. Like there was no such thing as social media or anything like that. So when I wanted to become a model, I had to physically walk into an agency. I had to physically show them like a, you know, a portfolio with my images, like 10 of my best photos. You know, they would put me in a room with 10 other girls and line us up against the wall and measure our heights and pinch like the, you know, the, the fat on our arms and tell us if we need to lose weight or not. So like my world of modeling was nothing like it is now. Now you get an Instagram DM, <laughs> you know, for a photo shoot and, you know, you get paid 20 grand. Like there was nothing like that years ago. So I hate when people ask me that question. Cause I'm like, I really don't know like how you would get into it now legitimately, not like Instagram modeling, not like, you know, take some hot photos and put them up, but like legitimate modeling. I think you still would have to go through like, through an agency, like a legitimate agency. Well, and the problem with those agencies too, is, I mean, they're, they, they can be wishy-washy depending yeah. on their contracts. Yeah. Um, Right. So I think that, that that's a rabbit hole question that can just go so many different directions. But I think the, the best way to be anything is just social media. Just yeah. 
take great photos and put them out there and just let them build. And I think a lot of people are just too afraid to reach out and ask questions. Like, you know, it's, it could be intimidating to reach out to somebody and say like, Hey, uh, I got a question about, you know, a photographer. I got a question about this, like you've done this. And like a lot of people are just always afraid to ever just like reach out to somebody and just ask a question. Like, and I say it to people all the time, it's like, just ask, it doesn't hurt. Uh, you know, even like well, right. podcast, thing, you start no? this, right. Exactly. Right. You know, um, or even like you said, you went into, you know, a studio and you show, you physically showed your portfolio and they physically touched you. <laughs> There's so yeah. much less physical contact now. Like even like talking to somebody face to face, people don't know how to interact with one another anymore. So it just like, it blows my mind how people just cannot have communicate with each other anymore. Yeah. Well, we always say uh, how many like Instagram personalities or whatever do you meet and you're like, this is you in person. Like, Hey, that's not how they look <laughs> yeah. or be yeah. like you. It's like talking to that lamp. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have a better yeah. conversation. Right. Right. Yeah. I quickly learned that like at so many of the different, like Arnold's and the Olympias and like meet people that you like follow on social media. And Oh my God, it's so heartbreaking. Sometimes when you meet certain people, right. like, damn it. Like I thought you were going to be so much better, nicer, cooler. And I'm like, damn, like, He's just uh, a jerk in real life. Yeah. yeah. We or said the, that about where uh, the filters only go so far. Claudia and Dan, we met. There. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, one more question about modeling. Um, when you started taking pictures that were more like risque and more like sexy type of photos, did you ever get any type of like grief from family or friends? Um, anything like that? Um, you know what? I personally didn't because by the time I started shooting sexier images, I've already been modeling since, you know, a long time. <laughs> so, you know, I started at 12 and then I started upping that a little at like 18, 19. So by the time I was 18, 19, people were just like, oh, that's obviously like the logical progression of her career, you know? Um, so no, not for me, but I could definitely see if somebody she's going from nothing to, you know, bikini to lingerie, I could see why that would be like, whoa. Um, but I mean, my parents knew very early on that I wanted to do Playboy, which they were very supportive of. Um, you know, I've done Playboy, I've done Maxim, I've done FHM, I've done all the men's magazines. So for me, no, no, nobody was a surprise. Like, I don't think people care. And my dad knows I, you know, do OnlyFans. He knows that I'm naked. Like it's, for them, it's like this. This is my career, so you know. They, they I think once you've done Playboy, really like nudity is so accepted. I mean, yeah. Marilyn Monroe did Playboy, like, I mean, and she's, I mean, she's an icon. Yeah. So she's uh, an icon. You know, yeah. I, I think yeah. nowadays, I mean, not for everybody. I mean, like our conservative parents may disagree, but I think nudity is just—it's kind of just the way of life. It's just the thing. Yeah. I think there's also different types of nudity in a way. And uh, there's definitely like classiness and there's definitely trashiness. And I think there's, a pretty, sure. yeah. I think a pretty big line. I don't, it's not even a thin line. It's a pretty big line. I think when you go one direction or the other nudity can be very nice. It can be artsy, it can be sexy. And then it can be like disgusting and it looks like a trash bag and gross. And um, so I definitely think there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. And uh, they're two I totally different that things. Personally, like my whole philosophy on my modeling, at least, is I've always said I want both a man and a woman to look at the same photo and both have a good response. So whether the man is turned on and the woman is like, wow, she looks beautiful or wow, I love her makeup. Like I want both people to say, wow, for whatever the reason is for them, 
I want both of them to respect the photo, like it, love it, be turned on by it, I don't care what, but as long as the response is positive, then I know I've done my job as a model. Um, but if somebody's looking at it and they're like, oh, you know, or, you know, that's, that's, that's so hot or that's so this, or I've never seen this, I, I don't want to be that, that genre of modeling ever. Um, so I always say like, even I'm like my only fans, I always say my job here is to tease you, not please you. So if you're looking for pleasing, go somewhere else. Cause I'm here to tease. And I think my, my following has learned that about me. Like I'll, I'll take you to the, to the brink, but you're not, you're, we're not crossing that, you know, and she'll take your wife too. Yeah. She'll, she'll do both. <laughs> right. No one's complaining. Nobody's complaining yeah. right now. Um, I love that. <clears throat> now I do want to keep talking about nudity. It's probably one of my favorite topics in the world. Uh, <laughs> but before we do, uh, we, a lot of people like to talk about like some business stuff, some business size of right. things. Um, sure. so like pre COVID. Yeah. So let's go rewind. Remember back when we used to wear like our naked faces and be like, right. complete, we used to, like, like face sluts more than just eyes, like our mouths were out in public. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. It's like erotic. When you see somebody's face now, it's sexy. Like they just pull their like mask down a little bit and I'm there. <laughs> so you guys owned like a physical brick and mortar, like you owned a, a business. Can we talk a little bit about that before COVID, um, sure. the progression, what happened and all that good stuff? Um, yeah, I, I started a, a gym business in 2011, um, brick and mortar personal training business from client number one, built it up. Um, and then, you know, we got together in 2014, she started competing and then she kind of started training people on the side and then she kind of took off as a trainer. Um, but my, my goal with business was always to build a business and sell it. That, that was always what I wanted to do. I was more of a businessman before I was the trainer or the meathead. Like I, I was a businessman first. So when COVID hit, I already had this mentality. We were selling the gym and we had discussed selling the gym actually about a year and a half before COVID was even a thing. Um, so I was in the midst of getting it ready to sell, uh, paying off all the debt, making it really good on paper, and then COVID hit. So, you know, most people would probably say, well, I'm not selling a business during this lockdown, right? Well, not me. Um, I'm a little obsessive. So once I get into something, I get into it. Um, so we had five conversations going with five different buyers through lockdown. And we ended up selling in lockdown July. That's crazy. And I read that article. You, um, I don't remember who put it out, but I do remember seeing the article about you selling the gym um, during COVID. And that's pretty yeah, insane yeah. to do, sell a business that's shut down. And where was this business located? Was this in Vegas? Or uh, no, no uh, in Illinois, about an hour west. Okay, of that's Chicago. what I thought. Okay. Rockford, yeah. But I think what was our, one of our saving graces was the business still profited through lockdown. Um, we shifted everybody from one-on-one -on -one physical to virtual training. So the, the money still came through. Um, I mean, you know, numbers were down a little, but as a whole, I mean, even the banks, when we were going through the sale, were like, you made this during lockdown? <laughs> like, how? Yeah. Well, you know, when you explain that, I think the new owners were like, well, there's a system in place. Like, if this ever happens again, you know, at least these clients are prepared. Yeah, and I think that's like happens all the time right now with, with COVID is like the conversations that you have with people that they have businesses that could thrive virtually. And I think so many people are quick to just admit defeat. And it's like, they just collapse on the inside and become the victim. And you see so many people that are entrepreneurs that can't seem to get out of the hole and like kind of get going. It's like, you've got to immediately switch gears, come up with a new mindset and figure out how to make your business like thrive. Like you've got to, it's thrive or like die. And that's the bottom line. I love that you said the word entrepreneur because I, 
people throw that word around way too loosely. I mean, an entrepreneur is someone who understands risk and risks their own money, their own energy, their own everything for something they believe is common good, right? That's what an entrepreneur does. An entrepreneur is not signing up for a pyramid scheme and selling protein powders out of your car. So, and, and those people know who I'm talking to. Like a true entrepreneur, they got 500 grand on the line that if this doesn't work, they're bankrupt, like right. truly bankrupt. So, and you're right. I mean, and entrepreneurs, they also innovate. Like COVID happened to all of us. So many people just sat and, you know, cried, woe is me and, you know, help me out. Here's, here's a GoFundMe. And it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What can I do in this situation to better my business? Do something different. Be that guy. And a lot of people made a lot of money during lockdown. A lot of money. Right. So I, I think you're dead on. I mean, so many people just want to throw their hands up and say, why me? But, you know, you got to be smart. Well, and it's easy yeah. to use it as an excuse, right? Because it's, you know, we're all suffering. So let's let's cry about it. But I think honestly, and thank God for this, but last year was the best year of our lives. Like personally, financially, emotionally. I mean, it was the best year of our lives. And, and it, I, I hate that it affected so many people negatively all over the world and people died and that's awful. But the people that could have taken, you know, the the world by by the balls and just chose not to because it's easier to cry about it. I don't feel bad for those people. No. I just I don't like you. You had right. you had just as much of an opportunity as we did. Beyonce has twenty four hours in a day too. So if, if if you can't make it work, that's on you. So I mean, we worked through lockdown. I mean, for yeah. us, we loved lockdown and we did what we wanted. We watched movies all night, but during the day, we hustled. Whatever we were working on, whatever platform it was, selling the business. I mean, we got shit done. Yeah. You know? um, now, you guys both work from home, right? There's no, you don't have any like brick and you don't go to any work or any job, right? Like you're both work at home people. Work, work um, at home, all virtual. Do you, uh, now you guys live in, I can say where you live, right? Well, I think I already said it earlier, but you we live, live in Vegas, right? We can say that. Okay. Um, I didn't want to say that. All of a sudden, you're like, "Don't say that." Well, we're live. <laughs> it's, it's a large city. Um, now, do you have family that live in the area or anything, or is it just you guys? Like, did you guys just no? Um, my my family's in California. Her parents are still outside Chicago. Um, okay. My parents will probably end up getting a home in Vegas here within reasonable in the future. But uh, we ended up in Vegas really for um, strategy. I'd say we wanted to be closer to LA without living in LA. I love LA. Their housing prices are absurd, and I'm not paying 13% yeah. income tax. Um, you know, Nevada is very pro you know appealing with their nice no income tax and just the housing prices. And um, for her, photographers, you know, just everyone goes to Vegas. I mean, Vegas is Vegas is going to be the new mecca for a lot of industries, and it already is becoming that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right now, you so you may not see or deal with like similar stuff that we do, but like we always find that working from home people immediately equate that to you don't work. Like when we work from home, people assume that we just sit at home and drink all day, which sometimes we do, uh, but we work like our asses off. Like we get up at like 7 a.m. and it's like you're working throughout the whole day. And then there's days where it's like, you know, even tonight alone, like after we're off this live video, this video is gonna get edited. I'm gonna be up till like two, three in the morning, get stuff done, I'll be back up at seven and like working again. And it's like, people just think when you work from home, you don't work. And it's, I think they have no, I think we work more. I, yeah, you know, I think it's almost like a negative because you work more because you don't know when to turn it off. Like at least when you go to the office and you have a nine to five, you leave at five, that's it. Like you you leave your, your laptop in there. But 
for me, it's like if I wake up at, you know, 8 a.m. and I'm on my phone, you know, I'm eating breakfast, I'm working, you know, I'm driving to the gym, I'm still working, like I come back, I'm still like, it, it doesn't ever stop. So I feel like you work more. And we still have a routine. I mean, yeah. we don't physically necessarily have to go to an office, but we're up the same time every day. I still do fasted cardio X amount of days a week. I go, you know, I, I hit my messages at 10 a.m. till noon or whatever it is. Like, we still have a, a system. You need a system, yeah. You know, you, it's not just fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah. Right. No, I like live and die by my, I like that my calendar and my phone, I live and die by it. If you're not in my calendar, I don't know that whatever we have planned is existing right now. Like, right, right. Very, very scheduled. Yeah. And you say the same thing all the time that we work harder. Yeah. Now well, than because we've worked with when we have if, real jobs. If you're not, I, I hate to use the word hustling, but if you're not like physically working, physically hustling, you're not making money. So you have to be going at all times. Like you don't get Saturday and Sunday off. Like it's not a luxury. You just keep going. Oh, and I think people have this misconception, like like if you're a YouTuber, right? And we started our channel in January. You're filming content now that will make you money in 15 months, mm -hmm. hopefully. So, you know, like like that's for, for the common worker to understand that you're doing stuff now for free that could make you money down the road. Mm -hmm. That's a hard concept. And you have to stay really, really on it. To, mm -hmm. to do those things and consistent, as you guys know. So, yeah. you know, I think the conventional logic of work is kind of done. Yeah. And we can always talk to if you ever have any questions about like write offs. I mean, <laughs> once you, and like people don't get this, but like when you start the life of a YouTuber and you start making an income on YouTube, like your life is a write off. If, uh, if you don't have any other jobs that that also might be the case for, is when you're driving your cars for your YouTube videos and you're going to locations to shoot photography stuff and also film it for YouTube and you're, everything that you're doing for YouTube to make that money is all a write-off. And it's like, sure. people don't understand that. And once you can grasp that, that in itself is like, we could do a video on that for an hour. We should have been topic. saving a lot more money like years ago, but now like, I think we have a good grasp of it. Yeah. Well, and I would love to do another video if that's something you want to do. Cause actually my degree is in economics. I'm the numbers bring like yeah. everything. She does whatever she needs to do publicly, but I do all her books. Um, I do all the investments. I run all that stuff. So I'm very much into that stuff. Um, and I've helped a lot of people. Um, some have listened, some haven't. And, you know, now they can't afford to pay for things. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you. And you can do it very, very smart if you are smart. Yeah. That's I funny. I'm the, um, I'm the nerd too. Like the, I'm going to call us nerds, Dan. I'm the accounting and finance. Hey, <laughs> I do our books. Like I do all of that. Nerds are fine. <laughs> <laughs> this the other day. I mean, we talk about this all the time, but I think now that the world is, you know, influencers are so big. I think influencers are like the new, you know, the new athlete or the new actor. Like they're, they're I mean, they're the ones making a million dollars a month. Some of them. Yes. And they don't even know what an LLC means. Yeah. It's crazy. Like some of these people yeah. are so clueless. They're like, they'll go buy a, you know, a, a G wagon but they don't realize that that G-Wagon is a write-off, especially because they are using it for their YouTube channel or their business. And some of these people are just so clueless. Yeah, yeah this we uh, finally just hired a uh, like our a tax attorney that works for us. And uh, we have his team of like CPAs. We have um, accounts that work for us. And it's just kind of like, to me, like financial education needs to be something that's added to high school. Like I think there's a couple oh, classes really? in high school that can be knocked right out. And I think people need to start talking about this, especially with the amount of people that are now on YouTube at like 15 years old getting paychecks. I mean, there's kids on YouTube with hundreds of thousands of followers 
Um, I know they're kind of demonetizing a little bit of that, that kid stuff, but uh, I mean, there's kids making a lot of money. There's young people making a lot of money, 20 young 20 year olds making a lot of money. And the same thing when it comes to LLCs and S corporations is, you know, you can make a hundred thousand dollars in one year. And when you look at paying taxes, you could pay that two different ways with an LLC and an S corp. If you don't really know what you're doing, you could be way like over your head. Yeah, we did the S corp thing this year and it saved us a ton of money. I am like actually excited to file my taxes. Oh, we've, we've always been S corps. Um, we both have our businesses, but like, even like having 401ks, like people yes. are like, what? Like I could say, you could literally just cut it right off. And the government allows you to do that because you're investing <laughs> that money into the market. Like they recognize that it's stimulating the economy. Like they're perfectly cool with you doing those things. But people right. are just like, they can't even fathom it. Like they, they made these laws and these rules. So we do it. Like right. people always say the, the rich benefit from this, but we all get to do it. Like you don't have to be rich to do these write-offs. You don't have to be rich to oh. take money off your taxes. Like you, you can donate into active. your 401ks and then you can pay yourself a salary, put that into it. You could company match it. Like there's so many different ways that you could write things off and you could donate or you could put money into 401ks and just take it right off without being taxed. Mm -hmm. it, it's and the government is perfectly okay with it. They encourage yes. it. <laughs> yeah. People no, just don't do it enough. <laughs> No, I know. And we have all, you know, some of our friends and, you know, they make all this money and I'm just like, that that's what you have in your checking account? That's it? Yeah. Well, and they also act like they made $100,000. So they have $100,000. It's like, no, 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 you don't have $100,000. You need to start right. like at least 30 off the top. Right. And Wait until April 15th. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so that's, a, that's a whole other podcast we could get moving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, can we just go back to talking about nudity? Uh, I think that was just a lot more fun. Um, you going so to I, yeah, we talked about your YouTube channel, which I did watch and I do watch your videos. Yes. Um, you just recently sat down and I'm like laughing about this. Cause like, I was actually like jealous, but you sat down in front of like a hundred dollars at McDonald's. Oh my God. He can was just, like, so oh, jealous. McDonald's is like, I don't know if you're sponsored by McDonald's, but if you are hook a brother up because I am a McDonald's like fiend. Like, I don't let him my... eat it, but he loves it. Like I pay cash when I go to McDonald's so she doesn't know. Like it's <laughs> like I like I whisper in the drive through microphone. I look around, make sure nobody sees me. That's your strip club. Yeah. yeah it all. <laughs> mm. We could imagine we could I feel like that. didn't we go there we before the strip, strip club the last time? Yeah, we did. We just we went actually... to McDonald's and to strip club. <laughs> Um, so anyway, in that video, uh, since you brought it up in that video, as we talked a little bit, you talked about uh, OnlyFans. So let's head down that road. Where did that come from? Um, so I, Dan likes to call me an OnlyFans OG. So I've been on the platform since 2017, which is when it really started. I think it started like 2016. So I was one of the, the early ones on. Um, and I don't really know how I heard about it. I think it was just random through Instagram or something. And um, I just started putting, you know, a couple like behind the scenes things from photo shoots because, you know, you, ha you have a lot of content from photo shoots that goes wasted because when you put it something yeah. on Instagram, it's going to be one or two edited photos and then that's it. Right. But now you have all this extra stuff. And I found out, you know, you could monetize it. So I'm like, you know, why not? Like I have a following. I had a huge page, obviously. So I'm like, let's let's throw this up here and, and see what happens. And you know, the first subscriber signed on and then five and then 10 and then 20 and then a hundred. And we were kind of like, you know, this is kind of like good side money. I was very, very busy personal training clients, like very, very busy. So I didn't really do anything with it. 
And then, um, but I mean, without it, I mean, without even trying, yeah. I mean, she's paying our mortgage and car payments, right? You know, so it's like, you know, you start thinking, like, is it, they may, and this is, you know, this is 17, 18, you know, yeah. not even OnlyFans as of now. So we're like, wow, is it really, there may be something to this. Like, maybe you should start actually caring a little more. But and, I was just trying, I was so busy and I didn't want to let my <laughs> put a little effort in. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I don't want to like cancel clients because you know that was like guaranteed money and like this OnlyFans thing was like, well, that's you know that's not for sure, whatever. So we so we just created a system where she would get out of the gym by like three or four, she'd go home and you know shoot content and and work it and talk to people. I would train whatever clients or our employees would train whatever clients that she couldn't work with, and that kind of became I would say all of 2018, mm -hmm. um, and then you know boom 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 from there and then when the pandemic hit and we shut the gym down i was like all right well i know i could make a little money on OnlyFans. let's see what i can do here and it just skyrocketed i mean it's 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 what i do for a living now it's my bread and butter and i'm it's it's changed our lives completely i mean it got you know we we did reopen the gym you know the, the sale was happening for about a month where i went and we reopened after lockdown but it was she didn't go back to work I mean, she was our, she was cranking right. so big on there that it didn't even make sense for her to step foot out of the house. Yeah. So for anybody watching that might not really a hundred percent, if somebody lives like in their mom's basement and doesn't know what they're, you're talking about, uh, how would you describe like what OnlyFans is? So what's cool about OnlyFans, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, OnlyFans was started for mainstream creators, such as like chefs and trainers as a place to connect with their fan base maybe to sell recipes or their workouts or whatever. Um, and then, you know, the glamour modeling world got really smart and they're like, well, wait a minute. Why are we giving away this content for free? Why do we have agents? We could just go on there, monetize our stuff, control how we want to do it and boom. Um, but, you know, OnlyFans was created for really the masses um, you now four years ago. Yeah. So I would say it's just like a social platform where you could take your, your content and connect with your fans and monetize on it. Um, I think that would be the I, best I think I saw, um, Claudia, you posted something on your story maybe the last like day or two, and you said something that me and Kristen always talk about. And it kind of, a lot of things that both of you post, by the way, like rings a bell with us all the time. But you said something, uh, I think it was like uh, regarding Instagram and your DMs. And it was like, mm -hmm. if you want to reach me, like OnlyFans is the place to go. Um, and right. we say the same thing, but I'm curious why you say that. Like, why is that? Honestly, like truthfully, um, because I have so many paying subscribers on my OnlyFans that are supporting me and letting me put food on my table. They're paying like, you know, my, my $10 monthly, you know, subscription. I would feel like it would be disrespectful to those people supporting me to just sit there in my DMs and answer free messages when I have fans that are respectful of my time and will pay to message me. Um, I, I think it's just like a respect thing for my fans because I know without my followers, without my subscribers, I wouldn't be able to to have the life I have. So I, I just think it's rude to just chat for free now, I guess, I, if that makes sense. And plus sense. the numbers in itself like must yeah. be completely insane. When you look at like the free, you know, I was at, like free Instagram versus the monetized yeah. OnlyFans is like the free Instagram, the DMs must be millions and never ending where it's like yeah. if I'm if you're going to put your energy somewhere like you know and I said to Kristen too we always talk about this like where are you gonna put your energy is like the free people that just won't stop nagging that don't want to ever like actually support you or do you gonna put your attention to those people that want to support you and be a part of your life and 
um, and so forth. So I have a hard time with it, but it's always like, this is where my, like the paying people, like that's where the attention has to go, but it's new to me. So I try and like force myself into that area as opposed to the people that aren't paying. You have to respect the people that do pay because, you know, and I, and I used to never understand when celebrities would like win something and be like, thank you so much to my fans. I wouldn't be here without you, but I legitimately would not be here without them. So, you know, if if my little way of giving back is being able to have full, you know, all day long conversations with them, I'm going to do it on a platform. They support me on financially because that's, you know, they're working hard for that money and so am I. So I, I think it only makes sense to respect them like they respect me. And how many fans, and I'm putting some of y'all on blast right now, but they'll just chat for free and they just expect it. Yeah. And and I get it. Like, especially when you have a fan base or a large following, like you kind of feel like, you know, you, you should. But this is ultimately people's ways of way of life. Yeah, it's I mean, this, this is how they're eating. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like if you really look at this this social media icon or, or, or person as, and you're a fan, support them. Yeah. You know, 100%. even if it's 10 bucks, support them. Yeah. What would you say is a uh, misconception or any misconceptions for that matter uh, when it comes to only fans? Um, Mom, what are you doing? Mom's calling. <laughs> I think. She's texting me all day. <laughs> Mom, come on, leave Chris alone. Um, I think the misconception is it's not mainstream. That you know, only glamour girls can be on there. I mean, I'm a guy. I have a fitness. I have two pages, but my my largest page is my fitness page, and I sell workouts. You know, and I don't think you know a lot of trainers are like how how could I go on there and monetize? Well, I do it. Um, so I would say that's the biggest one. It's just it's or, not or it's just or that the misconception that it's all porn or that it's all xxx. Like I don't do any of that on my page, and I make a living. So. Um, I think people, because when you see the numbers people are making and the fact that they were able to, you know, quit their jobs or, you know, leave their careers for OnlyFans, I think people don't understand that you can make that kind of money not doing something that's shady, you know. Um, so I kind of goes back to that, like, uh, classy verse. That goes back to that classy right. trash. You can still right. keep it clean. Right. But, you know, and, and not not to say what the triple X girl's doing is, is wrong, but that's no. just not everybody yeah you know not everyone wants to do that not everyone's comfortable not they just may not want to and you don't have to an only fans i mean there's girls that don't show any skin that make a lot of money yeah right because their niche works and their system works so i would say that's obviously the you know biggest misconception yeah and right now do you know how many women and men are just creating an only fans account <laughs> thinking that they're gonna all of a sudden be millionaires <laughs> overnight i'll got this <laughs> Right, sit at home staring at their empty computer, just waiting for a subscriber to come in. How do I? How do I get them? Um, so, how do you explain to like your family what OnlyFans is, or is that even an issue anymore? No, um, actually, so that's that's a funny question. So, when I did one of these Instagram Q and As, there was this one guy trying to be a smartass, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, yeah, your photos are hot, but what does your father think about you doing this? Like, he must be proud." And I'm like, "You know what? That's a great question. I'm going to ask my dad." So I called my dad and I'm like, dad, I'm like, I just got to, I got to ask you something. He, he knows what OnlyFans is. He knows that I'm nude. Like that's not a surprise to him. I'm like, how do you, how do you feel about me doing OnlyFans? Like you have friends, like you, you work with a bunch of other guys. I'm sure they see it because it's all over my Instagram and stuff. Like, how do you feel about me doing OnlyFans? And he's like, honestly, and I'm like, yeah. He's like, how do I feel about my daughter making 
almost a million dollars a year, traveling the world, waking up whenever she wants, being with her husband all day long, buying whatever she wants. He's like, how do I feel about that? He's like, I think I'll sleep fine at night. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you would have gotten that on video. You know, like, I'm like, so if my dad's okay with it, I could give two shits less what Ben from Nebraska thinks. (laughs) And my my mom (laughs) calls me probably a month ago. She's like, did you know Bella Thorne has an OnlyFans? Like, she does real well on there. I'm like, yeah, yeah. We're all, we're all aware. Um, but even like, my mom knows it's, it's like talking about Wheel of Fortune. I mean, even to my, you know, almost 65-year-old mother. Yeah. You know, so I think now, I mean, I've said this from the OnlyFans is taking over the world. Yeah. And you're either on this boat or you're not. Or you're hating off of it. But five years from now, when all of us are waving on our yachts, because we're all going to be on our own yachts, you know, <laughs> everyone's going to be like, man, I should have, I should have done it. Yeah. Should have done it. Yeah. You kind of just answered my next question I had for you was like, is OnlyFans going to be the next Instagram? For sure. Bigger. I because you can yeah. monetize. And I just talked about this with someone today. I can put out a piece of content for $5. I can sell 100 of it. I make 500 bucks immediately. There's no other platform that you can monetize that quickly and easily. Yeah. So I, OnlyFans will be a way a way of life. I mean, you, you know, when you write down occupation, like on your, you know, you're applying for a car, you're gonna write down OnlyFans, and they'll just know. Like that's how it's gonna be. Yeah, because right now I can tell you that buying a house, that's kind of fun to explain that income. Yeah. And somebody <laughs> with the mortgage company's like, well, but you know, the deposits. Funny. I just call it marketing. It's marketing. Well, when, when she got her, um, you know, we got her Porsche, they, you know, yes, you're applying for a car. What do you do? It was all, you know, influencers. Porsche actually gives more deals to influencers than any other yeah. on their financing. Because that's what they want driving they their want, brand. Because they're the best for the brand. They're putting on their Instagram, their whatever, their OnlyFans pages. Here's me in front of my car. So Porsche actually gave us a better deal because of what we did for a living. Wow. That's really cool. So I guess we can say there's absolutely no regrets from either one of you since you've joined it. No. Oh, zero. Like no. only regret would for me would be on there sooner um, because I, yes. I've been on there for about a year. Um, and, and for guys, I think it is a little bit more challenging. Um, another podcast we could probably talk about all day, but I think I would have liked to have at least started, you know, maybe a year and a half or two years ago. Yeah. I, I completely agree. We've too. said that I was so afraid to go on it. And I, we've said it from like, I think day one, I should have been on it like a year or two years. But ago. I also do think that, uh, I don't know what you're hitting here. Our Siri just kicked on. She's recording the whole conversation. I'm not, I didn't hear anything. Um, our, our biggest um, issue was everybody that I know assumes that only fans means the worst. So they right. kind of like, there's a lot of, I think, um, people that don't know exactly what it is and they just assume or they make these like misconceptions about what they think it is. And it's so taboo. So there's a lot of people that, you know, uh, you know, like you put that like whole link in bio thing and people immediately like think the worst of you. So we I think that's encountered ancient. that. I, and I hope it does change. It's just, uh, you know, we have a lot of friends and family that lived uh, in New Jersey where we used to live and we've lost. I mean, I kind of asked you this question earlier with the, when you post pit, when you take pictures that are somewhat risque, um, did you have negative feedback? And we did. And it all kind of started to like head that direction was like, you post a risque photo, 
you have an OnlyFans, and people just immediately jump off the deep end and just imagine the worst mm -hmm. and put you in this like box, and that's where you're at. I think um, we've been lucky. I, mean, I don't. We don't have that story personally, but we we always say, you know, Claudia's favorite expression: the three F's. If you're not feeding me, financing me, or bleeping me, I don't care. Like I, I don't, I don't care. You know, right. if you're, if you're giving, putting food on my table, I'll listen. But you know, I will say, and I don't mind saying this now, we had maybe a little bit of push, not from OnlyFans, but just Claudia, who Claudia is when we own the gym, because the gym was in a very conservative small town. And here comes the Playboy Playmate, you know, walking into the restaurant, which I love, which, you know, is <laughs> great. That's how she walks in. Yeah. That's how she walks in places. Yeah, it's a little it. awkward. Right. <laughs> And, you know, I, I don't think of that, that I hate to say that the conservative religious crowd and nothing wrong with religion, but you know what I'm saying, could handle that. And so so we kind of oh, I don't want to go to that gym because, you know, that that models in there. Didn't she do Playboy? You know, you think that would be a selling point. It is in Vegas or L.A. But where we were, I, you know, kind of had a little bit of an asterisk, but we owned it. You know, we, we made it a thing. We put it front and center of the billboards. <laughs> You talked about, uh, and we're coming up on the one hour mark, so we are kind of on the home stretch right now. But you did talk about um, OnlyFans. We've talked about business, and we've talked about cars. And so, when it comes to the fruits of your labor, uh, what do you guys currently drive right now? And I'm asking because I know you've posted this on social media. I've seen it. You've talked about it on YouTube, but tell everybody else what are you guys currently driving? So I bought myself my dream car last year, last December. I bought myself a 2021 Porsche Carrera 911 with a beautiful aero kit. It's like the, the most beautiful red you've ever seen. Um, and it's, it's been my dream car for my entire life. So that's that's what I drive. And then Dan has two tanks. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a, my Jeep, which was modified by Starwood in Dallas, um, which I've had for now a couple of years. I, I love it. I never thought I'd love a Jeep. Um, I've always been a European car guy. But I love my Jeep. I won't sell it. Um, so that's like my my fun. And then I have a Range Rover. Um, and the Range Rover we actually got, believe it or not, not to like flex and look cool. Um, but we really needed an accessible vehicle with like going to L.A. Um, and going to shoots. And, and that's really what it's for um, because the Jeep's just not comfortable. Yeah. And the Porsche is small. I mean, if we're going to L.A. for four or five days, like it's just you can't cram that much stuff in it. So that was kind of the purpose of the Range Rover. You know, I nice. think that's a very like. I think it's a nice, fair, modest car. I don't think it's like an over the top. I love the Range Rover. Yeah, I I love Range. Every Rovers. time I see them, I mean, they look they look sleek and sexy. Yeah. Did they, you they buy are. them on the same day? Close, Close. Um, like you know, like a like a week maybe. We like we needed we needed some purchases done by December thirty first. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> that's a terrible yeah. problem to have. I have no idea what you're talking about. All all we all review using these vehicles as we should be business shooting with them, moving them around to shoots, filming content with them. Um, but yeah, they were pretty close purchases. Like maybe a couple days apart. Yeah. What other uh, any other cars that you've had, uh, especially you, Dan? Oh man, I've I've had let's see an Audi RS7. I've had two other Porsches. I've had a Bentley. Um, I've had a Raptor. Uh, we've had a couple Lexuses, LC500, um, RC350. Yeah, all the RCs. We, we've had we we like cars, but you know I do utilize cars as um, you know business vehicles. I mean we we do appropriately, um, but I also enjoy them. I mean they give me a lot of joy. They give me a lot of I don't say value because they're not always valuable. But, you know, when you look out and you see that car, and you're like, man, that, that's a cool car. I work for that. Like, that's a cool feeling. So yeah. to me, yeah, that's I, and 
I think if you don't like park your car and like look back at it when you're walking oh, wherever sorry. you're going, you know what I mean? Like that's how we are. It's like yeah. if, if you don't park your car and like look like, back at it, like man, I'm just like like that is that's my ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thinks really she looks cool better person. than I do, <laughs> right? Um, Dan like splurge. Any out. other uh, any other business ventures coming up? What's like the next thing? I set on anything right now. We have a few um, things we're we're working on, um, you know. But honestly, like you know, influencing and creating content is is really just our jam. I mean, it's 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 so much and so busy. I mean, we literally were talking on the ride over here, like, oh, we got to film this video, we got to do this, we got to do this. Oh, I haven't even been on my OnlyFans yet. Like, you know, it's just there's always it's so evolving. Um, it's starting a brick and mortar, no, but you know, we, we do have some projects in the. I think I think we want to enjoy what's what's happening in our lives too because I feel like everybody's always asking like what's next what's next what's next you know but I really want to enjoy this because I'm living a, a dream basically I'm you know I'm with my husband all day long which I love like you know I don't have to go in I, I don't have to train somebody at 7 a.m. like I just want to enjoy this for a little I want to work hard and really enjoy it and not think about necessarily what's next because this is this has been a dream for so long that I just want to, I want to sit here and bask in it and work my ass off and just make as much as I can. Um, so, and I, and I think people forget to do that. Like you got to stop and smell the roses every once in a while and not just later, you know, like yeah. enjoy it now. It's funny you say that because I'm like kind of thinking off the top of my head right now, but when we started working together, like at home together, I was like super, I don't really know. We never worked together. We've never been like so close. You just like the fact that you can sleep with your boss. Um, just to be clear, <laughs> KGram SFB LLC is the name of the business. But we both worked nine to fives for so long that we didn't see each other that often. So when sure. we were finally working together, it was like, this is where we're going to figure out, like, do we actually work? And we clearly do. And you guys seem like you have the same kind of like balance, like relationship where like you guys like really work together so and it's for, such a powerful uh, team. And I just, right. I, I love that. It's for like a uh, period of time, I, I say period of time, maybe like years, I worked uh, night shift. And so mm -hmm. I would work like midnight till eight in the morning and then I would come home and she would go to work and then nine she to would, six. Yeah. And she would come back home and I would be at work. And so like, for only two days a week, we would see each other. Like I would sometimes get into bed with her while she was sleeping and then she would get out of bed while I was sleeping, go to work. And it, that kept happening. And then it was like two days where we'd overlap. But that happened for like years where mm -hmm. only my days off would we ever see each other. So, and the only time I saw her was when she was sleeping in bed and then she'd wake up. And, and so I'm like, and that happened for years. And it was just the norm. But now we actually get to see each other and it's pretty dope that I, I married, actually like you. I married somebody I actually like. <laughs> you gotta marry your best friend. I thought, yeah. you know, best friend. You have to. Um, so <laughs> we have to address a little something oh. off topic, but we did see something on social media about Claudia. To be fair, she posted it. I she, posted she posted it. it. I feel like you asked for this, but you bought this purse that's probably, <laughs> it's probably, I don't even know what it is. It costs it, more it, than it, our child. It <laughs> I don't get that tax write off for my child. Um, was a $30,000 purse that they put, they made a special 
sitting box for at it. At a restaurant. At a restaurant. So can you, can you. No, no, no. I'll ask this way. My question it. is, what's inside a $30,000? Because I just carry like, a tiny little cluster. I just want to open up and peek in. Here, I have I a lip gloss. Right, oh, she right. has it. Oh, she brought it. Get the dog away from it. Right? <laughs> Don't let the dog spit on it. What's in it is my my YouTube camera. <laughs> See, that's uh, why I need a thirty thousand dollars purse, right? I have my second cell phone in there. I have two cell phones. Um, why don't I have two cell phones? I don't. I don't even have two phones. I have a wallet. I have a little makeup bag. Makeup bag. And what else do I have? Dan's mask. That's uh, a hot mask. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Melatonin. <laughs> you have to go to sleep while you're out. Yeah, uh, my my diuretics, um, and sunglasses. Gonna, like HIPAA law violations right now, where right. they get sued by them showing yeah. their medication. You can't get sued if she gives you the information. Oh, right. Yeah, you're it. My medicine. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> so there's stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah. These bags. I mean, I don't know how much people know about Birkins or don't know or even know who makes them, but. If you want to talk about oh, it, Birkenbox—that's what it was called. Yeah, Birkenbox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to talk about an investment, you know, like it's almost—if you read about the history of them, it, it's insane. So I'm not interested. get one. I'm still not getting one. <laughs> Sorry to write that off. <laughs> I'd film with it every single day. Um, get a used one. Yeah, get, get a used one. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, when you're done with that one, just give us a call, and we'll probably still say no. <laughs> Um, so for anybody that lives under a rock, where can people follow you guys or any websites that you guys own that you want to shout out? Do that stuff um, now. For me, it's claudiefajalofficial.com. It's like my little link tree. So you could see all my links on there. Um, if you, if you really want to get a hold of me, OnlyFans, I will not respond on Instagram. <laughs> follow on Instagram, but reach out to her. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So we, we have our YouTube channel, um, our, our OnlyFans pages and yeah. DmoneyStevens.com. Um, yeah, yeah, you can yes. find my OnlyFans. I, you know, do not have the Instagram following that she does, but, but I still get a lot of messages. Believe it. I think I have like fifty-six pending messages. Um, so messaging me on Instagram is useless too. But I just won't go through them. Yeah, just not my thing. So only. I feel honored that you answer mine. Then I feel honored. <laughs> one of the few. Oh, there's Chris. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's because of your beard, babe. <laughs> Um, any like sponsorships you want to talk about or anything? Anybody that you got to uh, give thanks and praise to? Of course. Yeah, Blackstone Labs. PJ, we adore PJ. We we've I've actually known PJ since before Blackstone is even a thing. Um, so PJ's been such a big support, and we just we love and adore him. Blackstone is just you guys know it's like it's family. You guys are family. Blackstone's family. So that that's like our biggest one. Um, other than that, I'd like to thank myself for sponsoring myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and really, and really for, for us, like the modern day sponsors for us are our fans. So if our fans are watching, thank you. Thank you for, for giving us the life that, that we have. We're very grateful. And we'll keep churning out the content. And yeah. I love that. Are we going to see you in uh, Playboy again anytime soon, Dan? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> you know, I always said I would do Playgirl. I absolutely would. Playgirl has gone a different direction. I mean, if you've seen a very recently. different direction. Not, not, not for uh, me. I haven't. Uh, maybe you want to pick one up, but I, I would totally have done it. I had this whole set planned out. I was going to be like on a boat and like I was going to have the steering wheel and like baby arm through the steering wheel. 
even though a captain hat on, I'd be super hot. We have a boat. Uh, see, there you go. See, yeah. I, uh, did Tommy Lee? Tommy Lee did that, right? I thought I made this up. Maybe I saw it, but I thought I created it. Yeah, I think he hit the horn or something. Maybe I read it in a magazine somewhere. Mm, that's funny. I don't know. Well, Tommy uh, Round Two. I so would do play girls. Play girls listening. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, yeah. I'm sure they are. They're a frequent. Uh, we'll make sure to frequent tag on them. This channel. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I do want to say I'm absolutely honored that you guys took, uh, an hour out of your day and, uh, hung out with us. And, uh, next time that we come to Vegas, uh, I want to do dinner and I want to get taken out in the Range Rover. And yeah. I we did come and we shoots. didn't know about it till after the fact. Yeah, you guys did come. So, you, you hung yeah. out no, with Jeff. No, that's not. No, 100% and that's you not did, true. You did not hang out with us. You guys did a group workout. We were not invited. I was very sad, actually. And here we are. So you guys can I think it we're up. in a bucket. I think we're just going to come back. Yeah. When's a, when's a nice relaxing time in Vegas? Like June? Is it nice and cool there in June? We're doing a nice outdoor workout. We have, we have a pool. It's dry. Yeah, it's nice dry. Nice and dry in June. But... It's dry in Vegas? Yeah. yeah. Up, right? and you, guys, you guys have a pool, you said? Yeah. Do, yeah. I think everyone in Vegas. I got, a, I got a bathing suit. So that's a perfect. It's like a match it's made in heaven. Bathing suits allowed at our pool. No, our so. pool is. Yeah, full nude pool. <laughs> oh, I'll be there tomorrow. I'm not going. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, no, but thanks again. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you, guys. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, and I, think, I, I definitely think we need to do this again soon. For sure. I yeah, definitely. I, love I feel like there was a lot of like spinoffs that were coming up, too. Yeah, yeah, let's do this yeah. again. And we're we're currently in Scottsdale. I don't know if we mentioned that we're a little work slash fun trip. We're going to a restaurant that we're involved in, Maple and Ash. If anyone's ever been, Dude, I of- so hold on a second. So we went to I think we went to Maple and Ash in. We did that with uh, Rich and Annie. Oh, in is there? Are they also in Denver, Colorado? Are they in no. Colorado? No. no. Where do we hang out with them? We went to a Maple Nash. It was in where. Colorado, though. Scottsdale and Chicago. Are the only two locations now. And then there's Chicago. a sister in Dallas. Yeah, Chicago and Scottsdale. I swear we went to Maple Nash. Yeah, because well, I remember seeing their whole thing. I'm going to have to look at my yeah, story. Yeah, you guys are probably wrong. Yeah, I think you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying, if anyone can <laughs> please, please check out Maple Nash. Um, our Maple Nash. But they're currently in Chicago and... Scottsdale, uh, Arizona. Arizona. Will eventually come, but then there are the sister restaurant Monarch in uh, Dallas. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Or is Monarch is Monarch who made you your Birkenbox? Yes, that yeah. was Monarch. Yeah, correct. Nice. And See, I do follow. I follow closely. This story, and it was just the quick story behind that. There, it was opening weekend, so there were literally no extra places to put my purse. And I was literally, I picked it up to set it down on the ground, and everybody's like. What are you doing? You don't put that on the ground. And I'm like, it's really not a big deal, guys. Like, it's it's fine. And they're like, absolutely not. So they ran into the back and they got like a crate from where like, wine was sitting. And they put like a little padding thing in there and they they cuffed it up nicely. And I was allowed to put it on the ground in the box, just not on the ground by itself. <laughs> it was pretty. I remember seeing it on your story. It was pretty. Very they nice did a nice job. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Well, thank you guys again. I really appreciate it. It's a big honor. And uh, yeah, definitely. We'll do it again. Let's do it again. And we'll talk about some more business stuff. I know we get that all the time. People want to know about business. That would be a great, great podcast. If you guys come to Vegas and don't reach out, we're officially breaking up. Uh, mm. It'll never happen again. I apologize. I do apologize. <laughs> 
It was a quick, it was a very like up and down trip though that I do have yeah. to say. Okay. Yeah. All right. There for like 72 hours. Small. Yeah. Small exception. <laughs> All right. Guys. All right. Well, thank you guys again. And we'll catch you guys. Enjoy your weekend and have fun. Thank you. Enjoy. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Cheers. All right, guys. Cheers. You're All right, guys. Thank you. We will see you guys next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Good night.